Welcome to the Seven Sense Podcast. This is a space to explore, reflect, and share. Open conversations for the heart, mind, and soul. Hello everyone, my name is Adnan Jerry. My name is Eugenia Shaga. And welcome back to the Seven Sense Podcast. How was your week? My week was well, actually really good. Um, work things were actually like panning out creatively things were working the part of the week where it wasn't like the best day and it just taught me how to I'm always here screaming communicate but it taught me how I, I still need to work on my communication and how I communicate to the people who actually care about me and who are actually there for me so that I learned about myself uh, it's just been put in check in terms of growth and in self-improvement but all in all, it was a good week. I'm happy. I'm grateful. Yeah. How was your week? It was a mix. It was like up and down, I think. Seeing like all the loss on social media is a thing. Like mm. Seeing all the people grieving and all the RIP stuff is like a thing that's been so like loud this week. But um, I mean, personally, I had a good week. I took some time off at the beginning of the week which allowed me to just come back better and also allowed me to plan content and like towards the end of the week I was able to really pick up on work. I also had some hard conversations this week which was interesting but something that I was thinking about this week because I listened to a podcast episode was compromise versus sacrifice and how Sometimes when you think you have like a boundary, it could actually be like a trauma response. Mm. I mean, like it's like granted your mind, your body, your nervous system, everything wants to protect you. But sometimes your boundaries that you've created based off a trauma response could actually hurt you more than they could heal you. You could be okay. b- like preve- like blocking love out. Yeah and hurting yourself when you think you're protecting yourself okay because this girl she's talking about how based on her experiences with her family growing up and everything she has an i wouldn't say negative but she's not big on family like she's not like oh i want to have kids she always was like i don't want to have kids she stayed single intentionally for years and celibate and she just wasn't about that life yeah and then now she's in a relationship with a partner who is so fa- family oriented and he's like i want you to meet my parents i want you to like yeah. i'll be on facetime with like my grandma i want you to say hi i want i want us to go for this person's so birthday it's so different so for, for her she was like she had a wall up mm. and in her mind it was a boundary but it was just a trauma response based on her experience with family so in that so she's like learning to like in that experience and from your understanding so is it a compromise or a sacrifice to be with that person i don't think it's either i think it was just she has to compromise i think she has to compromise, it's a compromise. on her boundaries it's not a sacrifice so what's a sacrifice sacrifice it implies that one of you is losing out on something and in that situation uh, one is losing out on anything okay i, I get compromise is just her being like okay this was based off my experience mm. with my family but now if we are going to step forward and have our own family I need to be able to at least yeah. open up a bit and I said like spending time with his family anyway yeah it was a good week I would say it was like an 8 and a half out of 10 type of week um, something that happened this week was the new restrictions how are you feeling about that? Um, for me it's just kind of like if you okay for me personally it's just like means I go to the office less. Um, <laughs> it means people are home more. Mm. 
in my opinion i feel like it's all a repeat of last year but my circumstances have changed so last year i know when the lockdown happened i was just like in the house way more now it's just like it's gonna touch on my work it's gonna touch on my like deliverables when it comes to that i don't know it's like i'm anxious but at the same time i'm just like if we made it through last year with everything that happened so we're just gonna make it through i'm just gonna take more time i think for just like just getaways and just being able to go away for maybe a weekend and just like reflect have time for that because i also want to take a bit more time also like social media for this one because mm. i'm feeling like it's a lot more of it's gonna be a mixed bag of people's opinions, how they feel, the talk. I'm just like, yo, the people who are talking should not be talking. Yeah. And the people who have everything to say about this lockdown and the guys who are, are the ones who have been at every single event. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, for me, that's it. I just wanna stay off a bit social media, um, have a bit more time to like center myself, just to know what is, just to hear myself a bit more through all this my heart goes out to the people who like actually work in like restaurants and exactly. bars, try the hospitality industry. My heart mm-hmm. goes out to them. I mean, and it's like it's like a repeat of last year. So when you thought things were actually getting good, here you are again. I feel bad because it's like, what can you really do? Yeah. So I think for me is that I want to be able to actually to, if it's possible, like you know, just go like to children's homes. Um, I don't think they're allowing visitors. Even just to donate, I feel like yeah, I just want to be able to do more, just, just to but give. It's so weird, like it would always be. You want to be able to go and actually be with the see kids, them, but yeah. now it's like you leave it at the gate. Some of them don't even let you into the gate. Yeah, it's just too high risk. So yeah, how is but it I making mean, you yeah, feel? It's the same for me actually. It's a mixed feelings of like I'm happy because I feel like it was necessary to some extent because people just have Facts. not been taking their responsibility wildly, yeah. upon themselves. But at the same time, like the economic impact, the hospitality industry, it's just. It's going to be tough for them, especially because the price of everything is going up, going up. Fuel, everything, like, fuel means everything. Facts. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel for business owners. But I think it was necessary because hopefully within the next, I would say, two months or so, we will see a decline in the number of cases. Because mm. I feel like now yesterday, because of yesterday, in the next two weeks, we're definitely going to have a lot of cases. So hopefully after that it can go down because yesterday everyone was like, we have to yeah, do this we have to one that, last the time. The last supper type shit, yeah. Everyone's like wilding. So I feel like the next two weeks will be really crazy in terms mm. of the cases, but I hope that, I mean. I mean, for me it became a thing because I started like seeing people from work now, like the frequency of the people who are actually testing you know? positive. I was just like, and that's people, insane. You know, because previously, like I would say this month is the first month I've known people or mm. I've even been like, people in my family have been exposed to people who yeah. have had COVID. Yeah. Luckily, none, none of them tested positive, but it's the first time since last year Facts. that I've ever known anyone who's had corona. So it's mm. like... So you're going to get the vaccine? I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Okay, cool. So for this week, our questions are... Okay, the first question is, would you rather lose all your memories from birth to now or your ability to make new long-term memories? That's tricky. You? You go first. I would rather lose my ability to make new long-term memories because I feel like, to me, my childhood memories are so precious and I feel like 
the people I've lost and everything. I yeah. can't like not being able to remember any of that. Uh. I feel like that's just how I've been made me. And then also it would make me now it would almost force me to be more present because now it's like yeah. you, you have to just experience this because you don't know gonna, yeah once it's done it's done. So definitely I'd rather lose the ability. That's crazy because I was going to say the opposite because I feel like childhood memories yes that I cherish them. But I feel like that's already how I am right now like I don't think we've done an episode on this one like looking back like memories like from childhood how much can you remember minus just like bits and pieces here so i feel oh, like yeah, i'm already true. living like that so mine would be yeah just i think yeah i'd pick just being able to is it to make new long-term memories yeah i think to make new ones because i feel like i'm also so like you'd rather lose all your previous memories and have the ability to make new ones yeah mad okay cool second question what habit do you think is overrated? Like you know, everyone's like, "This is a good habit." Which one of those do you think is really overrated? Good, bad, or just just overrated? You go. I feel like you really have an answer to it. I think working hard is overrated. Working hard in the sense that you have to give all your time and energy to like a corporation or a business. Mm and you need to like really s- become like sort of a slave in order to success like you really have to to do success to succeed mm. um i think there's working harder than working smart, smart like you yeah, know you can really things, have yeah. passive income which is not dependent on your input on a day-to-day basis yeah. for you to make money i feel like working hard is overrated, overrated. i think being quote-unquote being cool is overrated or like just fitting in hella overrated and I th- yeah, I feel like it's just the more you're all unique. So just being able to be comfortable in your own skin allows you to just be able to tap into your purpose, what you came here to do. Yeah, and wouldn't get lost in trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. Okay. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about relationships, the, our relationship with society. First things first, what is a society? So by looking at like a typical dictionary definition, a society is a body of individuals living as members of a community. I was just gonna say like society is like when you open your door for your house, whatever you find out there, that's society. Oh yeah? Yeah. True. So it's like basically all your other relationships because mm. we've done everything from yourself. No yeah, to family, to friends, to partners, so now everyone else yeah. is now what we're going to be talking about this in this episode. So what role do you think society has played in your view of relationships? It varies. So depending on what I'm being shown. So if it's, how would I put this? Like if it's a relationship between like siblings, if it's something I've seen from other households and then I'm trying to like take that example, try and bring it back home. It's a mixed bag depending on what I'm trying to look at in terms of society. But generally it's just, it's taught me this thing about how, um, and it's something I stick to, just be the change you want to see in the world so if you want to see people being more um, compassionate when it goes to interact with other people outside if you're not really seeing it then you add that like to the scene of what you're actually seeing so it just taught me to be more to bring more to the table than what I'm actually seeing if I want things to change I think that's what it's taught me the most yeah okay I think I mean yeah what you're saying makes sense because like your personality is like socialized into you yeah to growing up you interact with people then you see what's like normal quote mm-hmm. unquote and also something I realized is how we are socialized as kids directly affects your 
attachments um, so. facts so if you're not able to develop like stable ongoing relationships with one caregiver as a child moving out into like mm. now other people yeah it's not going to translate like you can't i mean i see it and it's the especially if you had the opportunity of being or having a help in the house as you grew up mm-hmm. it taught me this thing f- about this is an individual who I'm not bound to like by blood or by just any relations but you're they're giving you care they're looking out for you so it taught yeah. me okay fine so outside my parents there's actually people who can actually take care of you and look you out for you you know yeah. so it just taught me there's more to just so outside my parents there's actually other caregivers who can give you the same amount of care and it teaches this thing about I think trust so you can actually trust someone else outside your family yeah yeah so then if you're not like having that experience then you feel if like children who've gone through a ab- dealt with abuse or have been abandoned mm. when they in their homes when yeah. they come into society they can't trust it, yeah, yeah your your view and relationships is just mm. completely different so how about like your relationship with yourself how do you think society has impacted how your relationship with yourself works I think teenage years only through adolescence because you're really trying still trying to find yourself and know yourself you really end up wanting to copy paste what you're seeing is like cool what's in what's acceptable what people are actually drawn to so I feel like you end up losing a bit of yourself so you not you don't really end up having a conscious relationship with yourself you just end up being like a, a chameleon trying to fit in to different spots Yeah. The older I got, the more I became aware of my own uniqueness and what that actually brings to the table even just as a collective consciousness. How my thoughts, my unique thoughts, my abilities will have a ripple effect in terms of just changing how people are perceived and what's acceptable, what's not. I think it's just it's morphed to a point where now the older I am, the wiser I've gotten. Humble brag, but just allows me to know okay fine um I'm enough as I am so I think it allows me to have a more tapped in relationship with myself I'd say yeah I like what you said about perception cuz the way you perceive yourself is impacted by society for sure and it varies based on which society you grew up in yeah. each society has different standards on beauty weight mm. color skin color like everything yeah. so there's like colorism that people experience Twice. depending on what skin tone they are in which society this fat or skinny shaming have you had any experience with any of these like societal expectations or actually let's just say the physical and then we can do like the societal Central. expectations of men and women physical like how i am i've been skinny shamed you know like eat more Mm. to eat type thing cuz you know african i mean yeah cuz blah 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 especially yeah having older brothers who like growing up i mean they of course they're bigger than you but then you're just like a skinny boy so there was that um when had a lot to do with my tooth mm. so i would i'd really like smile or like laugh out loud because guys would make fun of it and so i used to be like So I think when Jekyll like dropped crooked smile mills like me I'm inside like uh, fuck everybody else. There's that there's the 
I think also just growing up like where I grew up, just not having to have like grown up in Nairobi and then not having experience of things people experience in Nairobi. Going into high school because now you're meeting with people who maybe have grown up in different places. They'll talk about all these different things. Mm-hmm. So I felt it in terms of not gentrified, but just you didn't grow up around the hoods we grew up in. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. Um, but basically, yeah, I think that's the only times I feel like I felt like okay, fine. Um, society has put this like bar. expectation of yeah. how you need to look or and be, then and then if I'm not touching yeah. it, it's just. And then it changes now as you grow up, because now as an adult, it's like different things expected of men and women. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I've seen, <coughs> especially now that I'm like building my career and everything, is the way women are expected to be like, you're supposed to have a career and be like a badass at it, mm-hmm. but not too bossy and not too much. Like you need to still be like a lady and still be nice about it. Like, you know, like you should have be a badass career woman, yeah. but not like that. You know, like this. Literally, that was like so some research I was doing for Women's Day. I think it was a segment about like um, women in like big commanding positions talking about their experiences. And I think one lady, and I love it because she was like an African American, and she was saying, people say I'm loud, oh I'm aggressive, but she's just like, but. That's just how I am. I'm not even aggressive. I just like things a certain way. And I think men feel, um, what's the word? Not, not minimized. Like you feel like they are being, what's the word? I don't even know the word I'm trying threatened to look Threatened or what? Threatened. Yeah. By her, um, it's for them, Literally. a woman behaving like a man, not even behaving like a man, a woman just being herself and being assertive. And commanding, yeah. And commanding like... Um, a position. Or exactly. Yeah, and exactly. then having to take orders from her. Oh my God. Like, I don't know why men feel like, mm, that's scary. It's literally the TED talk for Chimamanda Don Beyonce used in Flawless. Like Mad. you can have ambition, but yeah. not too much. Otherwise, uh, you'll intimidate the man. And it's like... It's crazy. And I think it's... Um, I think I've been lucky to have or even with work experience, um, managers who have experience have always been like women. Commercial directors of experience have been women. So I think I've just grown accustomed to knowing this is like, this is dope because I think it's, women have this like tenderness still, even in these positions of power. So they're able to treat you like as a human being as opposed to a guy who's in the same role who will just look at you as a machine, you're a cog in a wheel and then keep good. this thing moving. Yeah. It's been nice because they humanize the whole professional experience. I feel like men just, it's mechanical. And so yeah, I've really enjoyed just seeing women in power and just being like mad. Same thing goes to you. I think it's the, it's how you approach your work and how serious you take it and how you lean on yourself. That's really like, it's empowering. I'm always just like mad when I grew up. So I think, yeah, I don't think it's 2021. I don't think men should threatened about women who actually just want more for themselves and are working towards wanting more and have done their work to ensure that they're actually in a position where that you can't force them yeah you just look at the numbers yeah. you just can't what experiences have you had like in terms of what society views a man as mm. that you don't agree with like i think a man is supposed to be like good at everything like you can't fail. Hmm. So I look at my position in terms of like even like, so we were first like job job. I was the only guy in the whole like um, business development team. 
and so it was that whole morning because they're just like oh but you know these ladies are selling they're selling more than you're doing you should be able to do it like better than them so in my mind i was just like that has nothing to do with gender anything here yeah it's someone's ability so that got to me um i think it's that it's the or certain positions can like men will always succeed in an office because just by virtue that you're a man you have this like free pass to always like rise through the ranks because the other men will help you rise exactly yeah. so i've always felt like it's the that's the thing i've seen like i'm not actually sat back and actually thought about my experiences in terms of oh as a man this thing has happened to me and it's not it shouldn't be like that hmm. but yeah but i've seen like, it yeah there's so many even with people who are like in motherhood you see how moms are expected like their body to like go back to how it was mm, before they gave birth or yeah. like be the perfect mom and you've never had a kid before like you're Facts. still this is your first kid you're learning the yeah. house should always <laughs> still be perfect you should still be the best wife and the best like so many expectations that are just unrealistic like yeah. you can't one person can't do everything i think it's the the I don't know I don't know how to look at it or how to put it but it's the whole thing that um a home's responsibilities or financial responsibilities all fall on the man is a breadwinner. I feel that's facts. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be to the point where that he even takes the position of even if the woman is working I mean even earning way more than the guy is earning he still wants to sit back and take the position of I'm the breadwinner just because society says I'm the head of the household. Yeah. It's something I've seen. It's the man still wants to hold the throne and he's not he really doesn't deserve it. Exactly. I feel like it's in a household you should be able to be your equals. Doesn't matter what anybody's doing, how much anybody's earning. Have the discussion also in advance. So it's like maybe you, you legit want to be a housewife. That's totally cool. Like mm. really cool, but maybe I don't want to be a housewife for yeah. sure. So there's certain expectations that just will not work with what my vision is for my life. Yeah. Or even the whole thing of the father has to be the toughest amongst like both between the woman, the mother and the father. The father has to be the toughest, the mm. most strict one. I feel like it's just the good cop, bad cop that shit. I mean, it's old. Right now, it's the. I think I experienced it maybe once in a relationship that you have to pay for everything. So when you go for dates, when you go out to eat, when you go to drink, whatever you're doing, you're supposed to pick up the bill all the time. My mind I've always just been like it's if if one of us is working then cool, that kind of makes sense. But if you're both like earning, have that discussion. It shouldn't be like it's a silent thing that a silent responsibility that falls on the guy. Mm. If he's willing, if he wants to do it, cool. And if you expect it as a lady, just say it in advance. Kartawezana, you just leave. Exactly. So I've always been like it's most of these things, I bless you. I bless you. Nah, but you see that thing you're saying, Kata is that like, is it a thing of society also saying? I mean, if that's how the show you no, wants to yeah, move, then cool. You know, tell him in advance, don't let him now pull up to the restaurant and then start wilding once he's like, mm. like have that discussion in advance of what your expectations are on this date. Facts. But I think also the thing people usually say is if the guy asks you out on a first date, he should pay for everything. No, that's granted. First date, cool. Me, I'm saying all the time. That's my you remember thing. we were seeing those TikToks of the girl who's like, I expect this, I expect that. Mm. That's, those can be expectations, cool, but state them. So yeah, that at least have that discussion. Yeah. Or not. So yeah, mm. so me, that, it's that one. If you haven't really had a conversation about it, 
I just find it weird sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like it. I mean, cool, you can do it. I can handle it. But it's just the silent expectation. It makes it weird. Yeah, yeah I'm just like. Uh, Okay, so in society, there's like just different types of, I don't know, relationships or interactions that come up. So at work, with your colleagues or your mentors, mm. at school, with your peers, like in academia, you have, some universities have like, you're in a class and you guys do all your lectures together and then you graduate. In others, you're mixed with different people, mm. but even in that case, you still have group work. So there's still that Dynamic. interaction that comes up. At home, nannies, security, house managers, whatever it may be, and then on the day to day with people who provide services like waiters at restaurants and all yeah. that. So then, how do you manage, or how do you like approach these relationships with the people who offer services to you? Like, what are the one, two, three things you would say that are like guiding forces when it comes to these interactions? I. I always say um, be kind be polite uh, it doesn't matter um, who they are it's just it's something maybe I was just taught like from when I was young it's just like these people deserve the same respect you give to your boss to your parents just give them that same amount of respect I think I've always enjoyed like and I think my experiences growing up I remember when I was pretty maybe in class 2 class 3 we had this security guard, and I think this is when I started to understand these guys are actually like, it's, it's a person, and then they have feelings, they go through things. So he used to come, and in his like his quarters, he had like a place where he used to stash coal. You remember coal? The two green sweets. Mm. So he used to stash them. I remember every time he'd come, like Johnny, he'd come and give me one coal, he me takes another one, and then he'd tell me, yes, you chase a ball, and we'd play soccer with him. In the evenings, so he'd be like, yeah, 15 minutes I get to play with him. And then he's like, all right, cool, I'll see you. That really allowed me to see that you can actually have a bond with this person and they have no need to actually really care about you the way they're caring about you. So I started understanding, okay, fine. Um, How about you actually meet them 80% of the way? This girl's meeting me maybe 100%. Me, I had no, like, why? So 100%. So I say, meet them 100% on this other side because... You might be the person who changes how their day went, right. um, how they feel about themselves, and they can feel comfortable in the time where they need help and no one else, they don't even know who to approach. At least they feel comfortable enough to come and ask you. Talk to you, yeah. Yeah, about it. So I think it's something I've experienced just meet them 100% of the way. I definitely agree. It's the respect and it's the like just human decency. Yeah. Like these, this person is at work. Yeah. They're doing this to provide for themselves you understand like being an adult you understand what that means yeah so you don't need to like make it hard for them exactly Even, be it at home if you're an adult you can pick up after yourself you don't need to give them all the work like you can you know if they did the dishes and the dishes are done you can do your dishes your dish, yeah that. Like, things felt. like that yeah you don't need to make it hard for them and also especially if you're an adult it's just like Grow it's a bit up. weird. Yeah. yeah, I think if it's like someone in the service, like industry, like at a restaurant or a hotel, since they wear name tags, I really try and call them by mm. their their names. I think it's a bit more human as opposed to I find it rude and get six. Oh my god, that it's thing. I'm always just like, fuck out of here. That's so. They weird. have a name, and in a way, in a position, even still tip. 
if you can i feel like it's people it's say in nice. kenya they don't do it because they have the a service, service charge. charge yeah but, but i'm always just can. like if you can just and if you genuinely enjoyed the experience yeah why not, why not? i think it's the that whole thing of ah, there's a service charge i feel like it's an excuse for you just not to do it yeah it's one thing to say maybe you don't have to but do it if you want to i'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to do it i mean there are times even i haven't done it but but then also when these people like have crossed boundaries with you or have done something wrong or done something that they should not have done or yeah. like a misstep how do you usually handle that it's like a waiter or the so i won't lie to you before i used to be like avoid confrontation same. I always used to be paranoid that they're gonna spit in my food, so I'll just eat it and take it. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> so, like there's no need to. <laughs> same. Like and I always used to feel so weird. Up the order. Food. I'll still eat that food. You know, I'm just be like, you know what? Cool. I don't even wanna say anything about it. But that's what a healthy way of trying to like approach it. Um, then I start thinking, man, if I tell them to take this dish back, then the manager is gonna tell them they have to pay for this meal, and then it's just gonna be docked off their salary. Like I start going off, and I'm like, why am I so invested in what's gonna happen to them? but i think it speaks a lot so i always say um keep your cool like just don't start shouting being aggressive People i feel like that's what at, like, uh, waiters. or anybody that's so like especially with an uber driver yeah i try and have conversations with them just to remind me that nothing about is it somber sonder like Everyone's this there. everybody has a complex life that they come from and the experience so it's a whole being the same way you have your own life and you're the center of it he's the center of his own world mm-hmm. So that reminds me, even if something happens within the trip, or just some anything, that reminds me, this is another human being like you, Shaga. So how you talk to them, just think about it. That's how you talk to you if you're in that position that he's working in. How do you feel about that? So I always try and like catch myself with like with that type of a question: is how would I feel if they're the ones who are talking to me and I'm the one who's offering them a service? I feel like you're super nice. I mean, I agree with you, but uh. I feel like you're super nice. So. Because sometimes I feel like, specifically to watchmen, they can be really annoying. <laughs> How do you deal with the annoying one? Like, they can just... <laughs> and if they're... I don't know. If it's just okay, but what's, what's the annoying thing that they do? Like In an the example. Comments, like an example. What's make, an annoying thing that they've said? Just one. Are you talking like, about security guys, like when you're getting to a mall? Just in general. Mostly usually like at apartments. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just like even the way they approach you, yeah. it's already hostile like from the jump. And it's like... Okay, only like to that times I go off. And the times, and me, when I get irritated, I just keep quiet. Or you can just look, look in my face, you can tell, and yes, ah, this, he's pushed me. So I'm not always nice. But I think it's, when I get to that point, I just prefer to be just kill them with kindness at this point now. So if you're hostile... I'll just be also now an extra level of just kind, just to show you there's no need for all of this, like right now. It's not easy, especially some of them who you don't even know how their days. Example, like when we were coming in, you can just look at the person, you can tell, and yeah, they don't have a, a good, good day, day. But I'm not going to try and make it worse for you. Yeah, this is just some. Um, what I try to do is I just remind myself this is a momentary interaction. This yes. is not going to last more than. Mm. So is it five worth minutes, me I being can upset? Just, yeah, is it worth my whole day at you? Now I'm mad. <laughs> just keep it in. Yeah. And just get through this as seamlessly as possible. Yeah. Just keep it moving. I think saying please, thank you, yeah, goes along. I think they words. also get shocked. Yeah, they're just like, oh, damn, okay, cool. At least they get to remember you. So next time they know, okay, fine. I don't even need to be 
all the so way. Like, yeah. Mm. Just and also sometimes you find that like you're nice to them and then they even like taken aback and then now they even start being nice to you. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so let's now flip the table to when you're offering the service. Mm. Like at work. Because like what just happened? You got called. It's a Saturday. Yeah. So there's usually that balance between your upholding the professionalism and yeah. excellence but you're also managing the boundary of where you feel like you're being exploited to some extent or being this is not like your docket yeah you know like sometimes maybe you're not being you haven't been paid on time or you haven't you know like you're not supposed to be doing this but now you're being told to do this yeah i i struggle with that and sometimes you, you get you call me out sometimes when it comes to you're not supposed to be doing that you're not supposed to be worrying about that so why yeah. are you even worrying about that shaga um i think by virtue of i think one being a libra two being a last born i've always just learned how to do everything myself like oh i come and ask you oh, would you mind helping me da, da, da. and you're just like oh no i can't i'm like bet I'm i'll do, do it, it. Yeah. yeah i'll do it so I end up having to do like so many different roles and it's not really within even what I'm required to be doing. I feel like where they get you is that whole we are family, teamwork. business, we are teamwork. <laughs> but you have to be like, no, business is business. It's not our personal. This is not my company. Yeah. If you left tomorrow, they would replace you easy. Easily. Not bat an eyelid. No one would cry. Yeah. No one would be losing any <laughs> sleep. So what I've I found help actually through TikTok uh-huh. on my burner TikTok. account. There's that babe who does the HR videos uh, there, okay, cool. and she always talks about issues like, for example, if your boss is giving you multiple tasks mm. without adjusting deadlines, how do you communicate that? And she's like, you ask for clarification on which one you should prioritize. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that, yeah. where you're able to keep it professional, but still maintain that healthy, like, I can't do f- all these 15 things in one yeah. day. So which one would you like me to prioritize? So it still feels mm. respectful, like you still have the control, but yeah. I'm still just going to be able to do one thing at a time. So I think by the nature of like my job, like you're seeing, if it's a Saturday, I'm going to be called. It's I feel like I, I'll be called at any time. And since I'm like doing client management, I'd have to ensure that I actually yeah. do it. I can't sit back being like, hey, it's a Saturday, I won't do no, it. No, yeah, you have to do it. In but that it's that thing line of being able to also let them understand that it can't be a regular thing. So if it's an emergency, cool, I will sort it out the once. Yeah. But let's not leave that door open to now at any time you feel it's like... It's you who's the point of contact. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's the thing of delegation where it's like, if your responsibility is for example social media and yeah. my responsibility is not social media <laughs> then i shouldn't be handling the social media things yeah. you should be handling social media things mm-hmm. and i can help you yeah but i can also tell you no when it's been come a habit now like i think it's the issue with you and it's something again it's how serious you take your job and how much you just want to make sure everything has worked out and has been done to almost damn near perfection there are people who will take advantage of that. So they know, ah, even if I slack, Edna will do it. I'll do it, but I'll take your money. Easy. I'll just take your client. And now you're seeing for now me in a job where it's just like so many different departments. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, if I'm having to do a job that's in that department, I'm not supposed to be doing it. Why? 
and so when i'm going to do like a review i'll also be able to be like hey also that's i do so extra xyz yeah. that's not even really in my job description so and with the results i've done this which has resulted in this that's major reviews so let's feel like just take take account of what you've been doing that you're not required to be doing yeah and just use that to be like yo i think i'm overqualified even just for what i'm doing i'm doing way more yeah so i think there's that just even in but also there's the boundaries you set within the workplace i think by virtue of just being able to be nice you see how you're able to you're telling everybody morning morning you have you say hi you're, you're just you're generally okay with people i think them understanding that this is just like a professional a work interaction i think beyond here mm. especially if i've made it clear or maybe you haven't but maybe you should make it clear that this is just a work scenario i find it weird sometimes when someone comes and like downloads their woes to you and like you're in busy office, you know i'm always just like um the organization brought us together so i feel like you've had people a support group outside this office you know what i'm saying i can't be the person now at who you found yeah it can't like i'm always just like what are the odds so that's how i look at it it's uh i think it's like workplace relations are pretty dicey because um you don't come off as just like rude and cool but at the yeah. same time i'm just like well we're just here to work i'm here just to do my job get my check just leave I, i didn't come here for all these other things it's pretty yeah it's a dicey when i try and navigate yeah. at work i always feel like for but you've always had like um you've worked like with women women like for most for no, the most part i didn't initially the first oh, yeah? agency i worked at it was my immediate boss was a woman and everyone else was a man and how was that experience like how it. did you i was happy to leave but how are you able to maintain I just was very like sit on my desk and just get the work like I was very Of course guys will step up and walk to you and just be like hey how are you doing Adna how are you doing I don't think I have like the most smiley friendly face so that's still paying though so guys still going to come through No okay They used to I was just very or you just wear your headphones you know like you just body language so now, I'm not that's, really <laughs> That's me. I'm not really here for <laughs> all that yeah. I did not enjoy it. Wow, well, okay. But yeah, it's that thing of you're not have like a professional relationship with this person. Yeah. But also this the professional boundary part of it. It's not just like I'm an open book. So I mean, once I think I even told you, once something crossed it like thing last year, so it they tried to make it be just more than work. And I just never replied to the text. Um I see them at the office. It's just I'll say hi from afar, you know, just You said you step back. You're yeah, like, hey, just please understand yeah. now here. <laughs> you're moving funny. Well then there's um when we were doing the research there were social relationships where mm-hmm. it extends beyond your original connection through work or a shared activity. So that then you're taking the step to socialize this person as a friend. So mm-hmm. you meet someone at work, but then you invite them for drinks. Yeah. Or to your house for dinner or something like that. So in such interactions like what do you usually do have you ever are you the type to like approach people and be like hey would you like to do you view the office as a place to make friends um there's this camaraderie that comes with especially when you guys are experienced not the best things in the office so maybe like your mm-hmm. and this is my previous like maybe employment so you guys just don't like something the director said that day so you guys maybe over lunch that's all you're talking about so just in sharing like you know those experiences since you're all it's a common thing a shared one you end up like 
forming like a community like a support group mm. in a sense about we get to talk about all these things that are not working out in the office over time that becomes you know you have you're able not to share about your work so i feel like it also depends on the how person. the culture in the office i feel like where i'm at it's it's varied i think even there it was people kind of the same age i feel like if you're more or less the same age able to experience sense. so now for me tell you hey, let's go for drinks it can work because we're kind of like the same age but if someone is like you know a mother with kids and then i have not even nothing tricky. about that world it's going to be hard for us to sit down and relate so i feel like it's the closer you are in age you're able to have the same experiences and then also with time you start to see like other people's interests yeah like for example pre pandemic you would meet someone from the office at like an event and then that's mm. not like it opens a door you can be like oh you like this artist yeah. and then now you it becomes a thing so yeah as there, long yeah. as you have like common interests and and it's mutual not exactly insisting. yeah to let's be doing this thing now if it's once in a while it's fun if you qu- it's always exciting maybe you've gone to a club it's the last person you expect to see and then you see them it's always a bit exciting mm. but i feel like yeah, if you share common interests it's Do a bit easier room. yeah to can interact outside the office okay yeah. um we can't talk about society without talking about social media mm. so i think we can talk a bit about relationships on social media how like you build and maintain them um do you have any friends who you've actually met online like strictly online and you've become friends with because i don't i can't think of Same. anyone who have met online who wasn't already like running in my social circles that i'd have met regardless yeah and then until we became friends mm. and stayed friends I don't but people really I think I've seen it and I'm just like it's something I'd want to hear people's experience of I also know you and social media exactly so for me friend, yeah. <laughs> thanks so I think for me it's the same thing um, it's always been real life encounters that now we end up being now we interact now on social media it's never been at the oh we met on social media It used to happen a lot maybe when I used to do like a podcast so I'd have like people DMing me being like oh this thing really helped me da 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 it was not more of me just being oh responding to like someone appreciating what I've done and then from that I end up seeing them somewhere at the gig and they're like oh yeah I'm so and so and like what mad I love that you get so that. for me that's like a thing of when it's someone who actually appreciated your work your effort and they say it helped them and then you get to meet them for me that's the experiences i've had so for maybe i've uploaded a set or i've done something and then they come up to me to be like oh yeah i'm um, that i've experienced and i've enjoyed that because this is someone in real time telling me whatever you talked about actually like touched me mm. my last guest for the podcast was sana abstract and how it came about was i think kabi had posted something about someone who had passed away I liked her comment and so I just went I think I liked the comment and then I went to her DM and I just texted up just like oh yeah whatever you said was really powerful and like that da, da. she responded and then yeah we just started talking and then I'm just like oh yeah but I have a podcast would you like to come and that's it I like I feel like would not have ever interacted or met if it wasn't just for one social of us media. you know social media so yeah. that being my last guest and even just the topics we got to talk about me even finding out like you know she's from around here I me mean, just thought she lives in the UK so even just the mm. odds and i thought she was a dude so when we linked wow. to record the podcast no it's even That's just in the words 
when I saw her, no, it's when she called me because I think I sent her my number. So she called me on the day of to be like, hey, um, where are we linking? I was like, what? So I even <laughs> told her. So now me, I thought like, yo, dude. Quite the way you text, like you say, bro, a lot. Like, so I'm just like, you expect a guy to be calling you bro, bro, more than anything. Yeah. Now I don't think about <laughs> it. I think it's a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my experience of like social media. I actually getting to interact with someone and realizing that but then you see it's from the topic she commented i was able to be like okay we're yeah, kind of like, like like-minded you get to find a lot of like-minded yeah people. so i think for me that's where it's been at but for you how has it been i have not met, made any friends like exclusively like even media. like when you post like you know when you've done like a shoot or anything and then someone has commented like as, let's leave guys out of this one like shorties who are like oh, oh my god i like well, i feel like it's g- easier for I girls like to be genuinely being like oh my god i like what you did there's definitely people who i think it just makes it hard also because when like of the whole pandemic the but panoramic. there's definitely people who we've had repeated conversations come up like they'll put something and i'll be like oh wow and or i'll put something and be like oh they relate yeah we have back and forth but i've not taking that next step of like actually interacting with them in person mm. and then you know becoming friends with them yeah so. sometimes it's also the they might and then if it's not shade to anyone but you see them on social media they're like oh man they're so dope they're so cool and then you interact with them like in the real conversation life conversation the you're just you like whoa yeah you're like damn not even not even actually get to meet them in person you're just like there's no depth like you're just cool on social media but there's nothing yeah much to you so i've always felt like it's the i try not to judge but to try and maintain like an open mind in terms of um people build personas on social media Mm -hmm. so they try and fit a certain book script to appeal to get the followers to get the likes but in real life they're really not about anything that they actually post or even talk about so i always try and make sure that i don't judge you really upon what i'm seeing on social media let me give you that human interaction and then from there I'll be able to know okay fine you're this type of person mm-hmm. yeah one thing I don't like about social media like relationships is the way in these days there's no like boundaries in terms of you can't have an opinion on social media mm. and someone disagrees with it without it being the end of the world facts like you can literally just say and Nella was talking about this on her mm. new video she's like she stopped even tweeting she just retweets likes retweets likes because she's like she'll literally say something like i like oranges and then someone will be like how do you not like bananas bananas are the best fruit on earth and it's like it's my opinion like it's my like you can yeah. have an opinion on social media yeah and disagree with someone else and mm. it's okay you can have an opinion and change it once you learn more information and it's okay like true that gets to me um i see it and it's the especially yeah, with comments with it can be something you genuinely just thought of or wanted to express but then there's someone who finds twitter is like it's crazy someone finds a way of like being disrespectful just for the comedic like value of it you know what i'm saying like just trying to be funny but it'll be so disrespectful they don't even care what it's gonna do to you i know i did it so don't <laughs> even <laughs> it's going to be hella disrespectful <laughs> it's going to be a diss to you so and you're dying, dying. You fall. So. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I look at it. It can be. <laughs> Sorry. 
Are you good? You talk then. I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I'm done. No, just to disappoint. <laughs> it's you can't have an opinion because sometimes people just look for something to be like I'm funny or it was funny for me to say this thing and mm. ah, there's no there's no it's point annoying. to it. It's hella yeah. annoying. And then on the online relationships also there's being catfished. I've never been catfished. Yeah, but so. there's people I remember I can't pick a name but I know there's people who've been catfishes that like maybe even you followed them like you know mm. the sort of scenarios and then someone was trying to meet up with them i remember on twitter there's a couple of people Mad. who have been exposed as catfishes and you see that's my thing and aside because you see i've never been on tinder and so there's also twitter. that ex no even tinder oh, okay and that experience of i just i never see I've, i can't understand it like you agree to meet with this stranger someone you've never met just purely off vibes I've always been like I salute the people who are actually able to do it and yeah, follow through with it. Exactly. I'm always this like you don't know what you're walking into. Even as a guy like you don't know what you're walking into. Cuz Juicy was thinking that when was I saying? Was it Jana in the news? Is it a woman who stabbed like three guys and then drank their, their blood? blood? You get. So so anyway. You don't know what you're walking into. You don't know into. what you're walking into. Um so I commend the people who actually go through it and do it, but this is a I knew people who had like relationships and like you know even Online get, get married. You've never met. Yeah. So oh. I'm just, I don't understand that concept yet, and I can't speak on it because I haven't really experienced it that way. But it's crazy how powerful social media is. It's crazy. But also there's the. I don't know. You might be in a relationship with someone, but you're like strangers like on social media. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I relate. You get like it's just you. You'll post something. There's no reaction from it. There's the, I don't know. There's just the. I look. You prefer that. Hmm. Of like, I post, but my boyfriend doesn't have to be in my comments of every single picture. No, that one for sure. Or like in my comments, or. Hmm. I don't know. It's like if you know, you know. Yeah. But also, there's the. There's a flip side to it. There's also someone else out there who's just. If I post, you better be there. You better like you it. You know. So there's that. I feel like it's just depending on whatever conversations you've had. Also, even just family members. Sometimes I feel like they kind of like they'll be ever in your social media, like even the likes and the comments. And I'm always just like, I mean, so you're at home. You can talk. You can tell me this. You can tell me you liked the picture. I don't have. You don't have to feel the pressure of actually participate. But yeah, I feel like social media is a place where um, it can make or break a lot of how you perceive someone. Now you get to experience it in real life. I just prefer meeting and interacting with people. Outside this panoramic, there's the real life interactions that work better for me. Um, yeah, I'm able to gauge someone. I'm able to read you better as opposed to retweet. Across the screen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. <coughs> to Sorry, so that the lady. Burn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we need to discuss social issues. Because there's a big part of society. Okay. Social issues. Just give me a serious look. So it's just like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, a group of like common problems. So like. In society today, there's yeah. something that we are striving to solve. Yeah. The biggest one, or the first one that comes to mind, is climate. Not me. I was gonna say mental health. But I yeah. say climate because. Mm where we live like you know no, first facts, we live facts, we survive facts. so 
yeah like what are some of the social issues that you think you feel you're passionate about or you feel okay i don't want to say passionate about because we're going to do social responsibility but let's yeah. see some of the social issues that you think are prevalent today that are being like discussed or i just or not feel being like discussed enough i say climate i'd say now mental health inequality and exclusion be it on a racial basis economic disparity colorism just all that the gentrification of people yeah yeah um, and all the effects that come with this yeah and then i want to just we'll talk about when you feel like you've experienced this or you've been you've seen and someone go through it yeah i've definitely seen the when it comes to like the disparities financial disparities economic disparities yeah and its impact on the quality of people's education. Mm. I feel like as you grow up and you go to different institutions and then you see the choices that are available to people after, like you see the choices that are available to people after high school. Yeah. After you need you do a masters. I feel like that's it really shows how economic disparities limit the quality of education that you can have access to dis- regardless of your potential. There'll be the smartest people they'll just have to go they could be so smart and you have a passion for this mm. but you'll just have to go do the course you are called for because yeah. your parents can't afford, can't afford to pay yeah. for the thing you know it's made me um think of and something I always wonder like won't let me not say won't but is the assumption that and the rhetoric is a kid born in a particular background let's say not like the most advantaged financially will stay in that cycle because they don't have the finances to actually empower themselves to get out of that situation. And so I agree with what you're saying. It's more of and you find these kids like end up really having to work twice as hard, like five, ten, ten times as hard as anybody else to try and get out of their situation. Yet on the flip side. But there's also like a ceiling to how far they can go because if now they're required to like go abroad to further like their education even just even here just like get to a good like uni because i see it like guys work hard through primary school high school to get the best grades and then when it gets to get into uni even what you're called for what you actually wanted to do is still being limited there's a cap to it so maybe there's a kid like in garissa the probability of him being able to get to med school here in nairobi the steps he has to take versus yeah and it's the same a you got like standard maybe it's a 90 or 80 percent a yeah a kid in nairobi has a middle class kid gets it handed to them you Not get like they both work hard but the level of hard work is different it's still. different yeah it's different what the opportunities afforded to them are so different still so it's not um yeah it's something i've seen yeah it's it's true it's are there like any other like social issues that you've gotten to see in real life or that you um experienced I think when it comes to especially like um, mental health and when it touches to matters addiction so you find um, maybe people like in like the rural eh? <coughs> uko uko um. like out of town <laughs> <laughs> ancestral homes <laughs> <laughs> in their homesteads uh. those guys when they experience like any mental health issues which now ties to their addictions it's kind of left to being like, ah, that's that's it's how they choice. are. It's their choice. Let them be. And then when you 
come to like more suburban places there's the access to them to get treatment is a bit easier because the parents can afford it so they're actually able to recover but people uko it's harder for them to get treatment and to be helped so they end up living and they're just disregarded as uyana kwanga tu ivo to much yeah, really same thing with kids who are born like with down syndrome or with mm-hmm. like autism ukomashinani it's taken as it's a curse um no one interacts with them i've seen like clips where the kid lives like in a kennel like a dog yeah and someone else who has down syndrome or like cerebral palsy yeah and they just they live like an animal but you come to someone else like in an well our family they'll go get physio get treatment yeah. here you know so i feel like there's this challenges people normally have but just they're not treated the same way just depending on again your availability and your access to these resources they end up suffering i mean first of all capitalism is just a scam because and i that's feel like it. economic disparity just comes with so many things even like police brutality yeah economic disparity yeah. like everything just points back mm-hmm. to this one thing that doesn't even exist we made it up like we literally made it up from scratch i mean we have to become like even with just curry shells i'll give you like a couple you give me your honey you know what i'm saying it's the same type of thing but <laughs> it's changed systems, a lot yeah um mine and it's something even just by my interactions with you is the just how patriarchy is like just portrayed and how it's like carried through society fucking started that's something that if it wasn't for you i'd be not blind to it but I didn't have the time to actually sit back and really really think about it and just to understand how it's affected people how people have lived through it mm-hmm. and how so many people have been affected by it but just because they don't speak up you don't think they've experienced it you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's things that I think it's taken me hearing more about it to really care about it and to actually be able to be like as a guy um there's certain things that can't really be about I can't even be See I'm friends with you because now I've seen the type of mindset that you have and it just Trash. yeah it doesn't it doesn't agree with me anymore so it's you become passive because guys I feel like sometimes guys become passive because ah but they are my homies so it's okay I mean I'll let it slide but mm. I think you need to be more responsible and be like just call your people responsible. out responsible yeah just yes. be like now nah, have a stand for something and it's okay if your homies just like ah no it's just if I, d- I don't agree with it i don't agree if it's disrespectful it's disrespectful so yeah, i think those are things i've seen even as just as guys there are a lot of things we make cool or accept okay. but they're really not and that's a part of social responsibility mm. that falls on every individual it's an individual thing yeah <clears throat> so it's okay social responsibility is an ethical theory in which individuals are accountable for fulfilling their civic duty and their actions of an individual must benefit the whole of society. Mm. In your mind I'm just so thinking, sorry. Go. In your mind so, so just go. When you just said I'm thinking like also like I can't be too sure because I remember when you watched that documentary about Martin Luther King like all these things that like, he did behind the scenes but he did something. You know you get so there's that also there putting people on a pedestal never but eh, nah, yeah pedestal just never be, works <laughs> <laughs> just fall right off it so yeah i think it's the do the good that you can do by virtue of your own values and i think you're what good your, what's your like what do you do 
to be socially responsible like what it could be for me for example yeah okay for you do you no, look I at just, the s- I think I need to ask the example here ask a question oh okay the sustainable development goals yes is it something that you're like aware of interested in or is it like how do you look at social responsibility i'm aware of and i'd be lying if i said that you have done steps to actually try and do mm. anything about any of them but i think it's the i need to be more active and more um what's the word Involved. intentional oh yeah and just actually looking at them and being like, okay fine this is the way i can actually be able to help whatever part i can play to help this um goal and achieve it cool i'll do my part with it I agree. Um, I think it's about yeah being involved in however way yeah, you can. I yeah. feel like with the internet it's made it so much easier. True. You don't necessarily have to be physically anywhere you can yeah. you know educate yourself. That's a way to be socially responsible, share resources, Facts. talk about it with your friends, yeah. donate, share mm. the donation link. Like there's so many things you the can ways do. you can do it. No, I mean I think even um, just challenge myself like maybe every month just like do something about just a goal. I think a goal a month is it's sustainable yeah you know um, so yeah, that's upon me i think that one you've made me yeah i feel like there's mm. things you can do just even on a personal level even when it comes to something like the environment yeah um the environment and climate action it's like first of all it's 2021 if you're still littering shame on you i know like <coughs> shame on you there are days that's like <laughs> i won't even lie to you like I've got like a wrap of gum and I didn't have anywhere to trash it. I just put it in my pocket. So whenever I'm doing my laundry, I go through my pockets, I'm like, where am I having like all these pieces? <laughs> but I'm like, I'd rather that. Then yeah. As opposed to like I normally yeah, I feel I feel away about that. You know, there's still even though okay, corporations and those massive companies are the ones who are the bulk who can do the bulk of the change because they're do the ones. Part. But you can still on your little level, you're not responsible for everything, but you can recycle, upcycle type thing. Reuse your glass containers, you know whatever. Yeah. No, I think you challenge me. me. Yeah. yeah. I'm For very you? passionate about the quality education goals. Mm. I feel like it's very sad that I haven't been able to volunteer as much or do anything, because most of the things that, like the clubs like Vitabo Vietu or Mirror of Hope, the activities or like mentorship programs are in person, so it's like. It's frustrating because now in a pandemic, mm. these kids are already disadvantaged. Yeah. Now they're disadvantaged further, and you really have no access to them. helping them without putting them at risk. So, right. I think it's also like a way maybe you can is like to figure out a way how do you actually able to whatever purpose or however it was being executed is just like because now things have really changed. Is how can yeah you these innovate? organizations have had to really switch it up and more now they're calling for financial assistance more than anything more than but even aside time. from that you know it can be another way of you thinking back to me like how can we innovate this experience to suit the times that we're actually in and that would be your contribution to yeah to the organization yeah i love how people like young people are actually doing it like do you know about food for education <laughs> you know about food? it's a kenyan girl she actually won the I don't know if you win the prize, but she was the global citizen of 2019. Okay, mad. She has this organization called Food for Education, where she gives, she t- she feeds, she's built systems where they feed kids in public schools in rural areas. So you get like a watch with like some coins, you tap it, and then you get food. Have you ever heard of it? That is insane. Yeah, so, yeah. 
That like, is I insane. I love that people are actually doing that. I think for me then it would be because I watched this thing for it was on Complex, but it was Jaden Smith, and he has this thing, the Water Box. Mm. He has his water company, but now he has this thing called a Water Box, mm-hmm. and it goes like to like hoods and just like wellness places or communities where they don't have like really access to clean water. I think that's a thing if it's in terms of just ensuring kids have like just clean water yes, to drink. Sanitation is a big I think for me that would be something I'd actually want to be able to tap into because water is like everything. Yeah, clean water and sanitation. So yeah. I quality education, zero hunger, so I love like what food for education does. Mm. And then also for me clean water and sanitation but more from the menstrual hygiene. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It. For sure. Cuz you see, I feel like also just from my job and having to work with these like female hygiene companies you get then to you, know, see, you see the types mm. of organizations that approach them yeah like there's a lot of things that you can do if yeah. you even just look up like these places like food for education yeah. there's so many people who are doing things that you can support remotely but i remember there's something i used to tell my dad even just growing up was how comes we don't have like um shelters in kenya you see like how like even in the states it's like it's a hall where everybody who doesn't have like you can just go and sleep for the night mm, you get like you know you yeah you food, get food yeah. you get clothes you get to shower and then you dip and he told me this one thing um where you gonna get the land to build that thing like in that's always been in the back of my mind like if it's something i can actually do and make sure that there's a shelter or shelters where people can come get clothes leave like fresh clothes i don't care what you do with them but as long as i gave you fresh clothes there's somebody you could come and sleep eat the number of women who like impregnated like on the streets and end up having to raise an entire family on the streets and they still don't have the kids end up having to beg and then now that's just becomes a cycle of life this they don't even have time to think about going to school or what this kid is born with a talent a unique talent into this world but they'll end up just doing this thing just to make ends meet or just to survive, survive yeah. i'm like nah there should be places where they can go get access to if it's creative facilities they can draw paint whatever way they can actually do to express themselves i feel like that is something i'd actually want to be able to do so yeah yeah there's all like there's the bigger things but then there's also the smaller things parts that you can of do social yeah for example sending this complaint mm-hmm. facts <coughs> to the communication authority of kenya because it's a right thing it's, it's your responsibility as people but you said you can't you can't i even forgot sorry come back you can't oh you can't allow people who've they're literally like apologists Mm. just let them skate by because that's how we normalize things that are not normal and that should never be allowed true Oh, <laughs> no, that one for sure. Um, the one, even the small bit, is just being able to call out like your friends who stand for certain things. I think that's your small way of being able to like nip something in the bud because if they continue with that thought and then they grow older with that thought, normalizing certain things, raising them their their kids. kids in that, not to say that your authority of what's right and what's wrong, but if it's something that you all socially no, we all ethics, know is this yeah, is not values. like a thing. Yeah, so let's not continue with this thing. So just stop it. That's one way I think it's just being able to stand for 
Some Especially, yeah, just stand for something. And I feel like cool is Ten Commandments, but I always say commandments are it's something in your bone that you also feel this shit is not right. Like no one has to tell me, no book has to tell me this thing it can't this thing die and go. That's what something is, I think, ethically, and that's like inside of you that's your integrity, you uphold certain things. So if you know you can't go and say the same statement to your mom, then I don't know how you can go to social media and say it. If you can't say it to your sister, your auntie, whoever it is, same thing even in like with if you wouldn't do it even to your boy, that's what someone was saying. Like you'll argue with your boy, mm. you wouldn't push him off the twelfth floor. Facts. But because it's a woman, you feel you like, feel you, like can. you can. Yeah, I think it's. Mm-mm. There's certain ways you like when you start. It's twenty twenty one, like you said. Um, things need to start changing, and women need to be less scared of interacting with men because of what mm-hmm. other men have done. You know what I'm saying? Male, as men, we need to be able to ensure that women feel safe. Yeah, I think that's a better approach. Yeah, I wasn't saying anti just for this. No, I was just saying women need to be less scared of men because men have taken the steps to ensure that they've created a society where women and environment women feel safe. <laughs> I still out. think you should say it the other way around. Men should create a space where women feel safe so that women oh, are less so scared. Added, other than women need to be less scared because I feel like... Oh, no, I was like, it's... It's whatever the statement I ended it with, that's the start of this whole yeah. process. It's just like men, men we need, need to be able to, to keep each yes. other in check. Exactly. We need to be able to foster environments and where I don't think it should be something we're talking about that someone has been pushed off. Especially having everyone, a back you know, and forth. It should be we've already done um it's all these boys' clubs, all these places where men go and sit and I want to say it's it's culture that is eroding. I feel like if you want to go back, um, not way back, but it's, there's a way Kitambo men used to be able to sit in a kiyama, okay, depending on what community you come from. And these things are instilled in you from when you're a young boy to when you're a man. And even when you're meeting with other men, there's certain things that you were told, you're not allowed to treat a woman in this such a way, you're not allowed to do this to a woman. And that was enforced across. But I think over time, because we have, we start to make excuses as to why we can't uphold these things as men. And I think it's, it's crazy. It's, patriarchy is like, it's bad. And I I'm think scary. we've normalized it and it should be something we're normalizing. Yeah. That's my opinion. So, yeah. Oh. I think social responsibility was the last thing I want to talk about. So, I think for me, yeah, it's. I think we've touched across everything that society has and how you can actually interact with society. My thing would be also just, I think, just calling out on just men in general, just to be able to be more responsible in the environments you create for the women in your lives and uphold like and maintain the respect and the decency like with the women in your lives i think for me that's it period in terms of just interacting the society i think as men let's just make sure that respect women um take care of them protect them just be a decent human like you know it's wrong you know it's like i don't even know what to say but yeah i think for me that's it yeah that's been 
episode. Well, six. One more episode Jeez. before we're done with the season. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you next week.